In today's episode, we're going to be exploring the poem Poppies by Jane Weir. You can use this podcast to help you add annotations and notes that you've got about the poem. I would recommend pausing after each section to write down key things you've learned, as well as challenging yourself to add your own analysis. So, the first section we're going to be talking about is context. This is the context that you need to know about the poem. It was written in response to the Iraq and Afghanistan war, so it's quite a contemporary poem. Weir wrote this from the perspective of a mother who has lost a son to war, as she wanted to give a voice to the people at home who suffered during war. Some extra context that perhaps gives us a bit more insight is that Weir, as well as being a poet, also works in the textile industry. When we explore language later in the poem, we'll look at the impact this has had on her writing. Now we've got a basic understanding of context, let's start with the form of the poem. So, the form of this poem is quite free. However, the poet's use of lots of enjambment and sejura causes the lines to break at odd moments that we might not expect. And this serves to break the natural rhythm of the speaker's voice. An example of this is in line three. Before you left is at the end of the line, which causes us to pause mid-thought. What's the impact of this? Perhaps it's supposed to break up the sentences, as this is what happens to natural speech when we're upset. Our voice can lose its normal control. Now we're going to have a look at language in the poem. Now, there's lots you could pick out and analyse yourself, and I'd really encourage you to do this. I'm going to focus on three techniques that I've spotted just to get you started. The first are the use of temporal phrases. Now, if you're not sure what these are, this just means phrases to do with time. So temporal phrases in the poem are deliberately vague. Have a look at lines such as three days before, before you left, a split second. And you want to think about why this is. Perhaps she leaves temporal phrases as vague to reflect the nature of the mother's grief. Her grief has disrupted her understanding of time and therefore it's not clear how long ago he left, when he died. All of this time seems to have merged into one. The poet has also created a semantic field of war and injury. And again, if you're not sure what a semantic field is, it just means a group of words that link together. So, for instance, in this poem, we've got words such as spasm, blockade and bandaged. And all of these words link to our understanding of war and injury. So, again, why has she done this? I think it links to a main theme in the poem, which is the theme of memory. Uh, Most of the poem is made up of memories of her last moments with her son. So putting that language of war into the stanza about the last memory of her son could suggest that her memories of him have become infected by war. She can't think about him without thinking of the conflict and the pain that he suffered. The third language technique that I'm going to analyse is the use of textile terminology. I made reference to this in the context section of this episode. Um, So the textile terminology can be seen in two lines in particular. The first is where she says, all my words flattened, rolled, turned into felt. And the second is, my stomach busy making tucks, darts, pleats. So the first, the reference to felt, um, is linking her words to the process that is used to create felt. Felt is a material that's made using pressure and heat. So perhaps we can understand that the language of the mother was almost flattened and put under pressure in this situation of stress. So she couldn't actually get her words out as she originally wanted them to be. The second my stomach busy making tucks, darts and pleats. This is a reference to sewing. And we can imagine sort of the, the busy um, 
action of sewing that she's making. So her stomach reflecting that action, which suggests that her stomach is is in a situation of turmoil, which is causing her to feel uncomfortable. So we can understand those two lines better by understanding the poet's links to textile industry. So that's part of her personal experience coming into her understanding of grief in this situation. I'm going to analyse a structural technique used. Um, I've only picked out one. Uh, there's lots more that you could pick out yourself. This is the um, structural technique that I think has the most significant impact on meaning in the poem. And it's the cyclical structure of the poem. Cyclical means cycle. So essentially it's just the fact that the poem begins and ends in the same place. And that is at the war memorial, which is in the present day of the poem. In between the war memorial, she falls into this series of memories in quite a strange order. So she remembers him leaving for war. Then she remembers the Eskimo kisses that she would give him when they were younger. She remembers perhaps the day he died and then perhaps also lots of days after he died where she would sit in his room and cry. It creates the impact of this loss of control of time almost as if she falls back into her memories. She's reliving those moments with him, which are obviously really painful, but also she can't stop doing it because she misses him. I think the significance of the cyclical structure um, would be to move the poem away from just being the personal experience of one mother and to make it more relevant to mothers and any family member who has lost a loved one in the war. And that's why she chooses to have the poem begin and end a war memorial where lots and lots of soldiers are remembered, not just one. Well done, you have made it to the end of this episode. Um, I hope you found it useful. A bit of an extension task that you could do is to plan or perhaps write a comparison essay on this poem. And I'd like you to focus on the theme of memory. So you could compare it to any other poem in the anthology that you think also has a theme of memory. One that you could pick is Catherine. Okay, thank you for listening.